So again, we're in Erev Pesach, cutting nails after Chatzayz L'Chatchila should be avoided. If you could not get a chance to cut the nails uh, before Chatzayz, they may be done after Chatzayz. Laundry may not be done after Chatzayz, same thing. Again, if you were unable to do them before Chatzayz, you are allowed to. The reason why laundry haircuts um, are usher on Chayla is because we want you to come into Yom Tif looking fresh and clean with clean clothing and not rely on Chalamayid to go ahead and do these things. Therefore, if you could not get a chance to do it before Chatzayis, we want you, this is the whole point of it, is to get it done before Yom Tif itself. So a haircut and laundry would be permitted after Chatzayis if you couldn't do it earlier. The salt water should be prepared on Erev, uh, Erev Yom Tif and of course the Chatzayis should be ground and prepared. Selecting Good or bad morrow, or in case you morrow your lettuce is not um, pre-checked, selecting that should be done before. And if it was not done before Yom Tif, since Yom Tif this year is not Shabbos, it may be done on Yom Tif, um, but immediately before use, because in Yom Tif you're allowed to do buyer immediately before use. On Yom Tif itself, something that we should keep in mind is that you're not allowed to prepare from one day to the next. That includes carrying from one day to the next. Let's say somebody is by one set of parents, uh, you know, first day afternoon, and they're going to the other parents, the in-laws, that for the next evening, carrying things, walking with things that won't be needed for that same day is considered preparing for the evening. So bringing pajamas or other things that are only needed at night and certainly have no use by day would be considered preparing for the second day of Yom Tif. If it's something that could come up a need for it on the first day, then it is permitted. Carrying and doing things that typically a regular human being needs. Prescription drugs should not be carried on Yom Tif because it's not a typical regular need. Um, if you have a stroller, you got to make sure that the bottom of the stroller, besides, of course, of being checked for comets, should not be carrying any extra things that are not being needed for Yom Tif. Another thing to keep in mind, certainly when people are having guests that perhaps are not Shoimer Shabbos. Well, that luck is we're allowed to do <coughs> malacha for another Shoimer Shabbos Jew, and we're allowed to cook for them, we're allowed to carry for them, but we are not allowed to do it for an Akum or somebody that has that status. It's not so easy to get that status. Only a Michal Shabbos Bifarhesia, somebody that openly desecrates Shabbos without any care or shame in front of his Rav, his Rebbe, so he would have that status. For such a person, you're not allowed to do malacha on Yom Tif, and L'Chathila, one is not even allowed to invite them for a Su'udah on Yom Tif because we're concerned that you might make them a fresh coffee, a fresh tea, or something of the sort, which is called cooking on Yom Tif for the needs of somebody that is not considered a practicing Jew. Now, if somebody has live-in help, you are allowed to have them at the meal. We're not concerned that you're going to make them a tea because normally we would assume they're doing things for us. We're not doing things for them. But if it's a respectable company, we have an issue. There are mekilim that say you didn't actually invite them. There are some mekilim that say, all the food here is yours, you're not my guest. Be at home. Some say that let's say There may be some leniencies. These are not pashut, not simple. Maybe ask your local Orthodox rabbi if you have somebody of that status as a guest of yours. So, with regards to having that type of company over, there are people that are lenient. Though it's not 100% clear how that's done, but I would not tell you. You don't have to disinvite anybody. Um, but something to keep in mind is. <clears throat> when you walk your guest out, which is a very common custom, Lavoya, to walk your guest out, make sure you're not holding anything and carrying anything for them if they are not Shemir Shabbos. Yes, sir. 
We are not allowed to have roasted meat at the Pesach Seder meal. We're concerned that somebody might actually say, hey, that's a Korban Pesach, and be makdashit outside of the Pesach Migdash. Um, meat that has been roasted in um, up, up more than half of it covered in water is not called roasted. If less than half of it was uh, soaked in water, then it is considered roasted. So if you have a little sauce or whatever it is, um, it's considered roasted. you got to avoid it at the Pesach Seder. And if it's been sitting in a lot of sauce and just the top has got browned or whatever it is, if the majority was in the water or sauce or juice, then it's not considered roasted and it's perfectly fine. Even though on Yom Tov itself and let's say Mitzvah, it's perfectly okay to do measure kazaisim uh, and the fluid ounces of kaisis and everything, it is preferable to do these things before Yom Tif if it's not needed on Yom Tif. Because mm-hmm. not let's say Mitzvah to actually do it on Yom Tif if you can do it before Yom Tif. We'll talk about one more preparation before we get into the halakhs of the Seder itself, and that is prepare, perhaps, if possible at all, with a good night's sleep or a nap, because it's very important to keep a good, patient, happy mood for Pesach and not stress and chas v'shalom, chas not have kas.